0: It's time to live out your faith in the business arena. It's time to discover biblical wisdom for business success. It's time to connect with kingdom leaders in the trenches through inspiring interviews, timely conversations, and much more. It's time for the Nourish the Dream podcast with David G. Johnson and Dean Burnside.
1: Welcome again to the Nourish the Dream podcast. David Johnson here, your host. So excited to have you with me along with Dino Burnside, who is president of Good News Pest Solutions in Southwest Florida. We are in for a great show today. You're not going to want to miss one single minute of this. It's a conversation that we began last time as we spoke with Buck Jacobs, who's the founder of the C12 Group. What makes Buck so uniquely positioned to speak into your life today and to talk about issues of faith and business is that he's been living this stuff out for nearly four decades now. And if you missed part one of our conversation with Buck, then you're going to want to catch that. And so here's what you need to do. Visit nourishthedream.com, click on podcast, and uh, scroll down there and catch part one of our Buck Jacobs interview. You're not going to want to miss it. And in fact, you're going to know why. After you hear what he has to share today. Last time, lots of great stories about some of the early days and how he learned about what it means to be called to business. This time, you're going to hear a lot about what it really does look like when it plays out that a business makes a conscientious effort to live out their faith. And a business leader, a CEO, takes some big steps. And it's a really, really valuable conversation and, of course, I've already heard it, so I'm privy to what you're about to hear. In fact, we're going to pick up with kind of a controversial topic, and uh, we'll pick things up as Dino Burnside here poses a question to Buck Jacobs that relates back to something that Buck shared at a recent event. Enjoy.
0: I know the other night you defined success, and a lot of people want to know, what what is success to you? What's success to me and, and David? What's what's the world say success is? What's God say success is?
2: Well, yeah. You know, I, I tried to tell a little, a, bit, a little bit of a joke the other and made a joke out of it. I said, you know, the world defines success as whoever dies with the most toys wins, you know, and that's very materialistic and humanistic, and, and that sort of describes the way of the world. The world's value system is all about stuff, and the more stuff you accumulate, the more successful you are. And I said, but God has a little different view, and God's view, he whoever wins the rat race is still a rat. <laughs> and, yeah, so, right. <laughs> and so but winning the race uh for significance and success as a christian is really defined by one thing and that's coming before jesus face to face and having him be able to say well done good and faithful servant come into the joy prepared for you from the foundations of the earth okay. and that is available to every believer amen and that's what puts my feet on the floor i, I want the lord to be able to say that to me and uh, I think that's what we're really here talking about today.
0: And I think that's what Paul meant in 1 Corinthians 9, where he said, run to win. Run to win. We all run a race. Yeah. Run in such a way that you may win. I, I think that's winning is hearing the well done, don't you?
2: Absolutely. And when we talked the other night about, you know, we can't, that won't happen by accident. Right. We won't win by accident. If any one of us decided that we wanted to run a marathon, <laughs> You know we can't just go run a marathon you got to begin to prepare yourself you got to have focus you got to have commitment and dedication and you're not going to ever get ready to run a marathon in five minutes a day right. training right so having time with god we talked about the tools that we need in order to prepare ourselves and to run the race successfully and then to run through the tape right. and uh, that's what we saw in our friend harry when that he finished Amen. his race strong he ran through the tape Inspired all the rest of us. So we talked about some tools that we can use and uh, the first one of course is that uh, we've, we've got to understand life correctly to run the race correctly and Understanding life correctly means that we understand the eternal perspective of life uh, We got we have to realize that we are ambassadors for Christ that we are here for a purpose And as Teilhard de Chardin said we are not physical beings who have occasional spiritual experiences, we're spirit beings who are having a temporary physical experience. Hmm. And we we call that, a lot of people call that, I guess, the eternal perspective of life. Well, if if we don't have the eternal perspective of life, what's the alternative? It's the temporal ex- perspective of life, which is the world's way of thinking of things. So uh, we were speaking with one of our long-term C12 members just yesterday, and in the conversation, uh, he was talking about how Ministry in his business tends to uh, rise and fall, you know, and uh, it gets, he can be distracted from it. And he said, I don't understand why. And I said, I can tell you why. <laughs> it's not the first thing on your mind. Hmm. It's not at wow. the front of your mind. Hmm. Ministry is something you do with business or in addition to business. But our paradigm is business as ministry. And so when someone comes in and sits across the desk from me to sell me something... Is my first thought, how can I buy that from him in the cheapest possible price to get the most benefit for myself? Or is it, hmm, wonder where that guy is in his relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. See, if my first thought is, is where is he with Christ? That's going to come out in the way I act, in the way I uh, perform my life. If my first thought is, how can I manipulate him to my benefit? then that's what's going to come out. So we've got to make that eternal perspective, the ambassadorship, the calling, that's
0: got to be first. It's such a paradigm shift, though. I mean, it, it doesn't come naturally, even when you've been a believer for a long time. Yeah. It still requires purposeful thinking, a shift in your paradigm to live it out, doesn't
2: it? Yeah, absolutely does. And, and, and I'm, you know I've been at it a long, long time, and I struggle to maintain. I struggle with the flesh. I struggle with all the things everybody struggles with. But I think you come to some point in some, some time in life when you say, I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You is. know, Seek ye yeah. first the kingdom and all these things. And, and somehow it sticks, and then that controls your basic uh, way of approaching and dealing with life for the, for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's not that the struggles go away. It's not that you don't ever stumble. It's just that, well, yeah, I fell, but I'm getting back up, and that's where I'm going. I'm going first to the kingdom of God. And uh, so I think that's the first... See, we can, the next step is, you know, to, to grow in intimacy with Jesus. You, you can't do that unless you see life the way he does. Uh, because you're always conflicted over the things that he's telling you. You're always trying to justify. Jesus said, hey, don't lay up treasures on earth. You're going to blow them. You're going to lose them if you do. And we're trying to say, well, wh- well, he can't mean that. Of course I need a 401k. Of course I need a bigger home. Jesus didn't really mean that. <laughs> you know, so you, you're always conflicted. But if you say, well, no... Yeah, I should lay up treasures on earth. My question isn't, how do I get out of that? It's, how do I do that? Okay, Lord, I I see your word. I accept your word. My purpose in studying your word is obedience. How do I lay up treasures on earth? And so it changes everything. Mm. It doesn't mean you go live in poverty. It just changes the way you think about it.
1: And it also doesn't mean that your business doesn't have... Cash reserves, you know, that you personally don't have cash reserves. Um, because, you know, one of the things that I've noticed about people who have been involved in C-12 for any length of time is that generally businesses improve. Okay. And, and, I, and I realize that there are circumstances in the economy and this, there are things that happen. But generally, as people adopt the methods of subjecting their business to the kingdom... Mm-hmm then they're going to see improvements in in nearly every area if not every area of their business
2: well and that's really not so hard to understand if you if you if you get the idea that god is a god of relationship and Mm. business is all about relationships so when we submit to obedience in god's word the things that he's going to ask us to do are all going to be designed to build healthy relationships somehow yeah so obedience to god's word will tend to build healthy relationships Now. Committing your business to God is no guarantee that it's going to be successful. It doesn't mean it's going to grow. You may be in business and God's never wanted you in business. God may want you out of business. You know, So it's not, it's not the name it and claim it kind of a mentality that we're right. talking about. But it's just God's business done God's way is good business. And if God's called you there, I will say the other side of that coin is, if God's called you to business, there's no power in heaven or earth that can take you out of it.
1: Hmm. <laughs> that's a powerful idea. And and yet at the same time, let's let's revisit this idea that you just mentioned. Perhaps God doesn't want you maybe where you are right now. What what would you say to someone who is is hearing this and maybe recognizing this is a whole new idea because the church has taught this sort of dualistic idea that, you know, whatever we do on Sunday that's spiritual and everything else is just evil, you know. Right and and we've got that sort of mentality it's a it's a very western idea as well it's not just in the church it's it's a, it's a pervasive cultural concept what do you say to the person who's just in that moment of saying wow you know god god wants to get involved in this area um and yet i'm not sure if uh if what i'm doing is maybe what he wants me to do mm-hmm. How, what do you say to the person who, who who's considering like, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about you for a second, because you encountered Christ at a moment of intersection anyway. Right. You, 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 you had that moment. But Bob, on the other hand, as he began to awaken to these ideas, was already the owner of this business or, or was leading the business right. and, and had a, a trajectory that was fairly clearly set. Um, let's talk about the person who's hearing this is going, wow, I never thought that maybe God wants to, to get involved in this decision or this part of my life.
2: Yeah, well, of course, it starts with asking the boss. Right. Uh, ask God. I have a way of dealing with people that I meet or unbelievers who are struggling with the whole idea. And I said, well, would you, do, would you be willing to say this simple prayer, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me? And most of them will say, yeah, and they'll pray that prayer. Hmm. And uh, I say, I'd say the same thing. I said, start to look, uh, ask God. If, in the first place, we're talking about believers, I hope, because that's the only, you know, th- those are the group that would have that access. And, and uh, for those, and, and I've encountered literally thousands that you describe over the years of good Christians. They're deacons, they're Sunday school teachers, they're committed to Christ, but they have been told somewhere, somebody told them, you can't mix business and religion. right? And and they've believed it.
0: I think the enemy told them that. I initially. know where it Didn't came from. Isn't that one from. of his lies? Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. where
2: it came from. Yeah, I mean, and you know, we talked the other night too about how the enemy is so subtle. He's clever, he's strategic, and he works in lies and deceptions. And uh, one of them I mentioned the other night was uh, he's taken just one verse out of Scripture and he's distorted that verse in such a way that this whole conversation that we're having right now is totally distorted. And that verse mm-hmm. is Ephesians 4:11 and 12, where he, is, he has had most of our church members believing that it reads this way. God has given members to the church to equip the staff for the works of ministry. <laughs> when in fact, it says that God has given staff to the church to equip the members for the works of ministry. Now, there are countless Christians who are missing their eternal purpose and being robbed mm-hmm. of their eternal rewards because of that one deception. And I could name others, but that's one of the key things. And, and so that's, that's how we've lost our sense of calledness. That's how we've allowed ourselves to become just spectators instead of participants in the ministry of Jesus and uh, it's something that we have if we're able to connect uh, with people uh, this is the message we need to bring them Uh, c12 we're going to reach if if we're totally if we were ever totally successful uh five percent of of the body of christ own businesses what about the 95 percent you know they're every bit as called as the people that we you know god's called me to focus on this one niche sure but his picture is much, much bigger than
1: that. So, what are you, what are you, what are you seeing right now? Uh, you know, are obviously C12 is experiencing growth, which is mm-hmm. fantastic. There are more CEOs and owners coming to the table in various cities. Um, what would you say to the person who, who, who is, is, is saying, I, I really want, I, I lead a company, I own a business. I think probably more of our Nourish the Dream listeners are owners and CEOs than not. Mm-hmm. What would you say to a person who's saying, I don't even know where to start creating a culture mm-hmm. like the one you're describing?
2: Mm-hmm. I've met lots of guys like that. In fact, can I tell you a quick story Please about Please do, one? yeah. There's a company in, in uh, Tampa that's a publicly traded business uh, called K-Force. And the CEO, Dave Dunkel, joined the C12 group 16 years ago, and when I first met him, he said, you know, Buck, I love this idea that my business could be my ministry. Uh, I'd never thought of that before, and he said, we've got 2,500 employees, and I don't even know one other Christian in in the whole mix. It's just never been part of our conversation. He said, how do I start? Wow. And of course, at that point, no one had ever asked me exactly that question before, but God prompted my heart. I said, Dave, well, do you read the Bible every day? And he said, yeah. He said, I do. I said, well, do you maybe have a sort of a quiet time of sorts? And he says, yeah, I read the daily bread every day. I said, well, why don't you start to do that sitting at your desk first thing in the morning and then just leave the Bible on your desk and see if somebody will notice it. He said, that's a great idea. And uh, he started to do that. Two weeks later, his CFO came into the room with a big problem. He's leaning over Dave's desk, talking to him about this big serious issue that he had and he happened to glance over and he saw the Bible just closed, it's just sitting on the desk and he said, stopped in mid-sentence, he said, Is that a Bible? Dave said, well yeah it's a Bible. And he said, Well do you read it and believe it? Dave said, well yeah I read it and believe it. (laughs) The guy said, I never met anybody in my life that reads and believes the Bible. Would you take me to lunch and tell me why you read and believe the Bible? Wow. Dave did. He led him to Christ. About two months after that, the CFO was diagnosed with supposedly terminal stomach cancer. My. Um, some of the people in the company found out about it and they came to Dave and they said, Dave, there are a lot of us that do believe and we'd like to pray for uh, this fellow when as he's struggling against his disease. Would you be willing to let us start an intercompany prayer letter on the internet, our, our intranet, and just list his name and ask people to pray, Dave? Nope, said, sorry. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the government might. No, he yeah. said, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So that started. And
0: that sounds like mixing business with It was well, mixing business. And, oh.
1: and, you're, and you're talking about a publicly traded environment. And, and, Absolutely. And, and that, that environment can be even very different from you know, maybe the smaller companies that you know, we're talking about.
2: It's not different from, in the sense of God's purpose for it, okay. the way that God will move within it might be different. And uh, the, the the way that, uh, I mean, he, I wish you should interview him sometime because he'd tell you that uh, uh, he can do anything in that company that the private company CEOs can do. Now, nobody can use religion as a basis for hiring or promotion or sure. compensation. Or, no, you can't do that. But, you know, with all the governmental stuff that's going on, they haven't been able to repeal the First uh, Amendment yet. We Not do yet. still have freedom of speech. Yes, we do. But my point uh, for this, this uh, was... From that start, 16 years ago, today they have a corporate chaplain, at uh, at uh, K Force. They have 250 uh, in Bible study in the home office in Tampa. They have 8,000 employees. They were a, a, a 96 billion or million dollar business back then. Today they're a, a billion, uh, over a billion. Wow. Uh, they have Bible barbecue every month in the. Uh, the reception area of the business where uh, a ministry in Tampa brings in barbecue with one of those big cookers behind it and Dave pays for everybody to have free lunch and their corporate chaplain shares a devotion with whoever's there. They have a nonprofit wow. foundation called the WWJD Foundation that's available that Dave seeded with his own money but that now is uh, sustained by contributions of employees from their individual paychecks that's only available to case force employees. So if someone's sick or they Uh. can't make their rent or whatever, they can apply to an employee group who will approve or not their request for money. And there's just ministry coming out all over the place. But how did it all start? And I think this is an important point, too. That was 16 years ago. Hmm. Okay. What you see today began with putting a Bible on his desk. And that, that is another thing that I have seen consistently. I bet you Dean can swear to this. You take the first thing that God tells you to do and you start to do it and he'll multiply it and expand it far beyond what you ever imagined.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Right? What I love about your answer, Buck, is that it's not, uh, hey, look, here's the formula. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we start with uh, step one, step two. Now, your step one is just simply to ask the person who knows. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and follow whatever he says. And I love that. Yeah. I love that response. But I also appreciate the fact that God didn't instruct uh, David Dunkel, was, did you say his name was? Mm-hmm. To beat anyone up the head with the Bible. No. Um, and so, so, because a lot of people will assume. You know, if, if I'm going to be called a Christian business, you know, Dino and I were talking about this. You know, do we have a fish on the on the sign or on the business cards or the letterhead or the website or, you know, what does it mean to be a Christian business? Right. Or, and is it even possible? There's sure. probably a conversation for another day. But the they, 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 there's an assumption that all of a sudden we're going to pass out tracks at every opportunity. Now, yeah. Good News Pest Solutions does that. I mean, they, they, they printed the good news up and they, they distributed. Sure. But, but that isn't going to be necessarily what headquarters calls for out of everybody, is that?
2: No, no. Well, we prefer they wear white robes and sandals and, right, and, right. and they chant a lot. And, right. you know. and no, by we, the way, we
0: yeah. didn't do that the first year that I caught the vision for <clears throat> right. my business as ministry. We did it like the twelfth year. That, that wasn't the first step. That was right. it was a journey, twenty eighth step or whatever yeah. it was to yeah. accomplishing what God's called us to do.
2: It is, and, and you know, there's a, a 1,100 C12 members across the country. So if you were to be able to, you know, fly over and look at them and see how are they doing business uh, as ministry through their company, you'll see it's always consistent with the calling and giftedness of the leader. You know, mm-hmm. and some are very bold and they may have fish all over the place and that's fine. We support them in that. Others are are different. They're teachers. They're maybe givers and you wouldn't necessarily see any visible uh, outward signs in their, in their business. But if you poke around a little bit, you'll see Jesus all over the place. So no, there's no one way to do this. There's no 10 ways to do this. Uh, We've, we teach a seminar around the country called uh, Creating a Strategic Plan for Ministry. And part of what we do in that plan is brainstorm what we call ministry options. What if time and money were no option? What could we do to help people see that Jesus lives here, you know? Wow. And uh, we've identified well over a hundred and some odd different things that people do and the the- the list just keeps growing because every time we do the seminar there's something that somebody thinks, "Well, well yeah, but what about you know huh. so uh yeah, then that's really been very exciting to see how god God is not uh, uh prescriptive in it he He just works through the giftedness, the opportunities, and the personality of the person that uh, he calls
1: that is a really powerful idea, and I think we could talk endlessly i mean i i I have already just been thoroughly blessed by our time. But I don't want to abuse your time. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so um, why don't we do this? Um, I, I want to make sure that we, that we present this opportunity, and then maybe we can have a couple of closing remarks. But uh, what would you say to an owner or CEO who says, this C12 idea sounds really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. How does someone like that connect up?
2: Uh, the easiest way is on the Internet. Well, go to our website at uh, c12group.com. And uh, it's, there's everything that anyone would need to know, whether they're interested in uh, C12 as possibly being a member. But we are a for-profit franchising business as well, and there are franchises available uh, throughout the country. Uh, but all of that is is, is there. And uh, if they feel led, they can go to my website, buckjacobs.com, and... Uh, connect with me personally, if that would be helpful for him, be happy to have
0: him do that. And that's the letter C and one, two, the number right. 12 group.com, right? C12.com. Exactly.
1: Right. And Group. so C12 group.com. We'll link to it with the podcast when it goes out so that anybody who's listening can, can just click a link. We'll also link to buck Uh with your permission there. Um, and, but it, Dean, was there anything else that you wanted to just mine from Buck while we have him here?
0: I'm, well, uh, this is I'll a dangerous question. I want you to know. <laughs> I had the the distinct privilege when I first joined C12 fourteen years ago. Buck was the leader of our group. He he individually uh, led our group every month, and I met with him one on one in between. And as a uh, a younger guy and and a brand new to business as ministry uh, platform guy, uh, I can I can not express in words, Buck. And it's neat to look you in the eye and say this live. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the the. Uh, the mentoring for taking me under your wing as a young guy, and um, I'm I'm just thrilled to see what God's done through the ministry of our business, mm-hmm. and I, I will absolutely say it would not have happened had I not been part of C12, and the dynamic that I get from that, that council of advisors, and now Don Light, who took the baton from you when, when God grew your vision for what mm-hmm. C12 could be, after I, I believe you thought it would be two or three groups ever. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, you know, I don't know how many, but 1,100 people in it yeah. instead of 25. Yeah. Um, so when he expanded your vision for what could be, uh, you handed the baton to Don and, and I've been in his group since. But uh, that has been the most meaningful experience in my life, not just my business life. Mm. Uh, the friendships I have around that table, the accountability that I have with with men that I could call at two a.m. with the, the going through the worst thing I've ever experienced, mm-hmm. those are the guys that that are on my speed dial, yeah. and uh, I ski with them, I, I laugh with them, we 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 do everything outside the group as well as in, and it's it's been the most meaning it's it's been more meaningful than any church experience I have or I've had. Uh, frankly, it's it's the pinnacle of my uh, daily walk with Christ is is. Uh, running this business for christ and being with like-minded believers and that was one of the tools that you mentioned the other night for success right, right. is to be around other like-minded believers right uh who hold us accountable and there's a synergy that happens when we're together and, and again that's part of what we want to do through nourish the dream in this podcast is is connect people out there and, and you've mentioned there there's many ministries that are focused on business as ministry now it's not mm-hmm. just c12 there's there's right. many uh, how, however, so far there hasn't been the, the connectivity of those groups yet. They're kind of in individual silos right. that, uh, and maybe you could speak to, you know, what do you think could be the catalyst to, to combining that effort so that we can have more impact?
2: Well, I really believe God's spirit's doing it right now as we Absolutely. talk, we just can't quite see it yet. It's like the wave. you know, when you go surfing, the wave is building and you don't get to ride the wave until the, the mm. right time. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in 1973 there was nothing. Right. And uh, today, you know, truthfully, one of the one of the more difficult parts of what's going on today is to separate the truth from stuff that's not quite so true. Mm. So there's so you go in a Christian bookstore today, and there's bunches of books right. on Christians in business.
0: I remember when there was one. You told me to read Stanley Tan, <laughs> God one. Owns My Business. And you're that's like, the first here's the business <laughs> book about ministry through business. I was that's like, the first Okay, one there's one, found. and yep. literally now there's I don't know if it's hundreds, scores. but dozens Well, there anyway. is hundreds, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, uh, so, uh, you know, and I'd like to say to you, Dean, you are what makes C12 worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And seeing the joy in you and what you're allowing God to do through you in your business and through your life is what makes my life mm-hmm. worthwhile. And and it, that's what I was talking about before. It's not drudgery. <laughs> right. It's joy, it's exciting. you know? Yeah. And, but... Bless you, brother, and just keep pressing on. It's, uh, it's just marvelous to be here and to be sharing this with you.
1: Thank you very much. I'm honored to just witness this from both sides. I'm watching both sides of the table here. Uh, those of you listening, you just I wish you could see. <laughs> this is fun. Um, you know, I'd like to just create an opportunity for you, Buck, if there's something that, that might be uh, still on your heart that you want to just lay out there. What would, you, what would you say to the person who's, who's hearing this today?
2: You know, uh, follow Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Make Him first in your life, first in your day, and keep Him there. It's the only answer. It's the only thing that I've found in 74 years that satisfies or is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, whatever your problem is, Jesus is the answer. And so think about, talk about, and focus on Him.
1: Amen. Well, we can't get any better than that.
0: That simplifies it. Thank you very much, Buck. My
2: pleasure. I love it.
1: Well, Dino, all I can say is wow. It's a great day. I'll say it backwards. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Is there an echo in here? Well, I tell you what. We got much more exciting uh, stuff to come. It's not that it's going to be much more exciting than what happened today, but there's much more. Exciting stuff. stuff coming, and uh, one of the things that we're going to do at some point is we're going to bring in Don Light, who you mentioned, and uh, we'll, we'll interview uh, Don and, and look at multi-generational transfer right. as one of the things that's happening, not just from individual to individual, but within families. Uh, really powerful stuff. Dean, thank you for making this happen.
0: Well, it was just extraordinary that Buck happened to be in the area right when we were getting this launched, and uh, it was great of you to make time. Buck, thanks again.
2: I'm so grateful to have been here. You're welcome.
1: Well, I think you can see now why I was so excited at the beginning of today's episode. Some rich insights from Buck Jacobs today, and I want to speak directly to you as somebody listening today. I don't believe it was an accident that you heard what Buck had to say. You know, God has called you and equipped you and gifted you for a purpose. You have a role to play in the grand scheme of God's kingdom and his plan that really you can only do. You're uniquely suited for the purpose that he created you to accomplish. And as Buck shared in our first interview with him, there's really no greater fulfillment that you'll find Anywhere than right in the middle of God's purpose for your life, so I want to encourage you to seek out that purpose and pursue it, and stay connected here at Nourish the Dream. We we want to continue. We we, we feel like we're called to connect you with resources and and great people like Buck Jacobs and others who have some really powerful things to share that will fuel your dream, your God given dream, and 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 really equip you even in practical ways to. Reach out and accomplish all of that that God's put in your heart. So I'm excited. I'm really glad that you're listening today. Look forward to having you with us again. In fact, if you did not catch part one, as I mentioned at the top of today's episode, I want you to do that. Visit nourishthedream.com. Click on podcast. There you can find not only the archived episodes, you can also see an iTunes link where you can add this podcast to your iTunes subscriptions And have every new episode land automatically in your iTunes library where it can eventually make its way to your iPod, your your iPad, your iPhone, whatever device you might use or you can even listen on your computer like I do with the iTunes library. Also you'll see a link to Stitcher. They've got a tremendous mobile app and it runs on most platforms. I've got it here on my uh, Android device, my mobile phone and uh, it's worked out really well so uh, you can uh, catch it there and automatically get every episode there as as well. Also I want to challenge you to stay connected to us because we do have some fantastic things coming up. We run events from time to time but we also participate in I'm honored to have been invited to speak at a couple of events that are coming up. One is the Wealth Builder Workshop on Wednesday, April 24th. In so this one will be in Southwest Florida, in Fort Myers. So it's about an hour and a half from the Sarasota Bradenton area, two hours or so south of Tampa. And it's a short drive across if you're in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Just shoot across Alligator Alley. It's going to be a great full-day event. I'm there with Stan Statter, who was a recent guest, as well as a couple of other gentlemen that uh, have some powerful things for you. It's a one-day event, and early bird registration expires on April 18th. So you've got a little bit of time to save a good chunk of money on the registration for that event. Another event that I'm excited about, uh, also with Stan Stouter is coming up in Columbus, Ohio, April 27th and 28th. This will be the ProVision Conference. It's an annual event. It's uh, specifically for entrepreneurs, but it's hosted by Gary Cassie. Gary's a good friend, and we're really honored to be a part of the lineup again. Simon T. Bailey is the keynote this year. He'll be doing some great motivational stuff, but the workshops on Saturday, uh, it's a Saturday-Sunday event, workshops throughout the day on Saturday will really provide you some great equipment for your dream and uh, also for your business success, which hopefully are one and the same. But anyway, we're we're excited about those events. Stick with us here at Nerds to Dream because we've got lots of other great stuff coming up. Excited about next episode, and I hope to have you back with us then. Once again, on behalf of my co-host, Dean Burnside, I'm David Johnson. We're so excited that you're listening, and we'll look forward to having you with us again.
0: Thanks for listening to the Nourish the Dream podcast with David G. Johnson and Dean Burnside. Make sure to subscribe via iTunes, get email updates, and locate archived episodes at nourishthedream.com. You can also like Nourish the Dream on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay connected to strategic fuel for your dream. Invite your friends and colleagues to connect with us as well. This has been a production of Nourish the Dream.